Guys, welcome to another week of Movie Talk, joined by Aaron Gomez and Keanu. I just want to say, first off, happy birthday, Keanu. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. No, this is, yeah, we got to dedicate this to you, and honestly, like, it, how old are you turning out? Like, we're old. <laughs> yeah, it's 24, man. 24. Jeez. All right, see, I'm 25, so I'm already having, like, that midlife, midlife <laughs> crisis, so... I, I just mean, feel like they merge together. I just feel like once you hit, after you hit 21, yes. and to, I mean, to a lesser degree, to, uh, a little, starting a little bit at 22, you just are like, yeah, 23, 24. Like, I don't know. I'm 20 something, you know? Yeah, no, I'm, I, that's like the story of my life right now. Cause I'm like, after you, yeah, after you hit, you pass 21 and you graduate college and you work with old people, you're just like, uh, how old you, am I again? I forget sometimes when people ask me, I'm like one, two, three, 20 something. Yeah, I honestly, still say I still say I'm 24 at like the clubs. I'm like, oh, never mind. Because <laughs> I turned 20, uh, 25 in April, so that's like not too long ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean that's you're. It's a valid thing to still be saying 24 at this point. But yeah, I mean, we're getting old. But you know what's really getting old? X Men under Fox and oh gosh, pretty much it just got shitted on, and pretty like this article pretty much had simon kimberg admitting hey it's my fault which is kind of like fuck he knew like he screwed up and he was quoted saying it clearly is a movie that didn't connect with audiences that didn't see it it didn't connect enough with audiences that did see it so that's on me um he continued saying he loved making the movie and loved working with the cast but remember last week we brought up like he was literally changing the script on a daily basis which is an issue um, but I think a lot, like I, new fact that I found out about was that when they were actually before he was even signed to direct, the reason why they gave it to him because when Brian Singer went AWOL on Days of Future Past and Apocalypse, like in, in the previous installments, you know, Kimberg actually filled in, so that kind of gave the confidence to the cast that he'd take over. Um, hearing this news, it's whatever. Kind of sucks for Dark Phoenix. I just really think you know, giving Kimber, even though he does have experience producing, is a whole different ball game. Um, have you seen Dark Phoenix? <laughs> so and here's the thing, right? Is like at this point, I want to just to just because I want to see if it's as bad as it's made as it's being made out to be. Yeah. I I actually when I was reading when I was reading the notes before we started, I actually felt bad. Like I felt bad after reading, you know, how this guy put his heart into it. He really loved the film, and then it it just like we're like I'm so used to panning it. I'm so used to like ragging on it that now that I see him like, you know, being up front and being like, just like, man, yeah, it does suck. I'm like, damn, I feel bad. I feel bad for him. But, you know, that being said, it's, you know, film, film isn't easy film. You, ha- you know, you have to know what you're doing. Um, I, I have heard in the past about Brian Singer going AWOL on production. So it makes sense that uh, Kimberg did pick up for him. But like you said, direct, you know, picking up the slack for a director and straight up taking over you know there's a big and and just transition from screenwriter to director you know that's a big difference um yeah, and that's not to say that he isn't he can't do it uh, you know uh, one i would have to see the film and two people make mistakes but you know um it's a gamble it's a gamble a big budget gamble. film like yeah, that yeah and yeah. even though it is there like this is like the cherry on top this is the last taste that we're gonna get technically if you don't count new mutants because new mutants is still technically Right. supposedly supposed to come out um but 
so Dark Phoenix, Dark Phoenix is at 23% right now in Rotten Tomatoes, and it's 74% like it from Google, according to the users. Um, but, like, I heard it was it was bad, I hear, but it wasn't, like, to what Rotten Tomatoes had it to come out to be. Right. Um, because you know Rotten Tomatoes is such a hard fucking litmus test for like any movie to get come by. Like, well, and and the other thing is, it's it's a bad culture that that it's it's creating. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, first of all, like, excuse me, I feel like probably seventy five percent people don't understand Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes exactly. is a score of how many reviews were good or bad. Mm-hmm. It's not a score. It's not saying it's a thirty percent. It's saying thirty percent said it was a good film. And and that's and that's just the first metric. Then you have to look at okay, well, how does Rotten Tomatoes decide what's a good and bad review? Sometimes they don't attach numbers and they just say random words. Rotten and or fresh, getting, right? Yeah. And it ends up getting categorized as bad or good. So that's the one thing that I don't you know I really don't like about Rotten Tomatoes. That's the one thing that because Rotten Tomatoes has, in the last few years it's really become one of the if not the out. largest like uh, rating uh, service or rating metric that people use for films. No, I absolutely, I hundred percent agree with that because I remember. Well, I still do this. Like, so when we go on the Fandango app, we're clicking on a movie title. Rotten Tomatoes is there, yep. like next to it. So it yep. obviously has ties to all these like movie corporations that are you know selling tickets because they're that, are they are they owned by the same or are, are Xbox? See, I mean, I don't know. That's the that's a quite good question. But I like the like, fact I, the fact I, that I they have a rot. It's not a huge like addition to the Fandango app, but it's on but the it's top big. Screen. It's big enough. Yeah. it's big enough. Yeah, it's big enough, and it's like a it, Rotten Tomatoes has, like you said, just to add on, like it's been such a behemoth now for movie movie reviews in a bad way, in my opinion, because I think they, they make it, it they so are difficult. Owned by the same people. Yeah, they make it so difficult for any property. Like I on it, like we talked about Glass. Like I think we talked about Glass. Yeah. Uh, so I, I thought Glass it, wasn't that bad. Like I get why it got panned, but like they just shitted on it, and. Honestly, like Glass was supposed to be a movie that wasn't like it was supposed to defy, you know, the big blockbuster theme mm-hmm, of like, what mm-hmm. these superheroes are, and it did it. Like people should, it's an art. I don't know. I just, I just love that movie for some reason. Um, but yeah, you know, Dark Phoenix, Rotten Tomatoes, even Metacritic. Like that's another one that's more like relatable. I kind of rely right. more on Met- Metacritic because right Same. now Metac- Metacritic is forty three percent, so that's more of like a reasonable, you know, number. Um. You know, I hear it's not bad as Wolverine Origins, so it's like it's still bearable. <laughs> it has that going for it. <laughs> yeah, so that's like a good you know standard for them to compare. But to add on to the news, this is the largest second week drop for a big budget superhero movie, and this is according to Forbes. So what took what Dark Phoenix took the title from was actually Batman v Superman, which took a big dip the second week with um, a negative eighty one percent, which dark phoenix beat it by 83.2 so yeah so it's kind of like you know word of mouth does go around and oh absolutely the way the way the way like this movie was advertised kind of i felt like they just half-assed it like the advertising oh yeah well you know that was the other thing i wanted to add was like i do feel bad for simon because he i mean he went into it this people were not excited about this film to begin with Mm -hmm. apocalypse was maybe was not maybe. you know apocalypse was in theory um, it was hyped up it was yeah the and then like yeah. it, people watched it and they you know ivan ooze and just like the script you know the, the film wasn't as strong as the film before it and people were tired of it people got tired of this franchise with apocalypse and so when dark phoenix came out 
you have people who are tired. You have people who are tired from from X Men films in general because this is like the sixth or seventh one. You got people who are tired of Fox X Men because they don't want to translate directly from the comics. You have people who are tired of uh, you know the franchise, um, you know adaptation of Dark Phoenix because they've already done it once with Last Man with the, uh, Last Stand. So you have all these people who are just tired of this of these films. You don't have that great of a place to, of a starting point. Yeah. And then on top of that, you end up marketing it half, you know, half-assed because Fox is getting, getting ready to be bought out by Disney. It, it creates a perfect, I mean, this film was set up to fail. Yeah. It, you could tell there was no passion. And, and like, I was hearing, according to people that watched it, you can tell like Jennifer Lawrence was just like, not about it. Like just she the way she apocalypse. was acting. <laughs> yeah. For a while. And she never liked wearing the, um, you know, the, the makeup. makeup for mystique. So, that's why, you know, that's why I always, like, hit these movies, like, critically, because, like, Mystique's all about mutant pride, and yet again, she's, like, blending in as, you know, the, the human side of her, and I'm just like, okay, it doesn't match up, but, of course, you know, Jennifer Lawrence had her say in it. Um, so, like, if I had to say, this is an end of an era, definitely my top, my top movies for this era of movie, like, these films is just Logan X2 and First Class. I mean, what are your yeah. thoughts on like your Same. top? Yeah, so those were. I think Same. it's like a universal thing. Um, I'm trying. I have to rewatch X2 because it's been so long. But when I saw it, it was just amazing, and it was such a good sequel for what it was to yep. first. Completely. Um, so yeah, it's getting torn apart, apart by critics, but there was another report that they actually were trying to plan a Beast solo spinoff. So it was set in the late 80s between X-Men Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix. The film was a horror-slash-monster story influenced by the John, Carpenter, John Carpenter's The Thing. And you would have seen Hank McCoy, a.k.a. The Beast, facing off with a monstrous mad scientist turned Wendigo in a snow-covered Alaskan village while still battling his inner quote-unquote beast. Wolverine and Professor X were also to be included, and Mr. Sinister was to be introduced. But it seems that the franchise honcho, Simon Kimberg, refused to even read this completed draft. So that's pointless. I'm very torn on this. Like, I, I, it sounds cool to be yeah, honest. Yeah, it sounds cool, but then it's like, okay. But it's um, Fox. And Beast as a character, I mean, I'm, uh, he, ha he does have some story beats dealing with his inner Beast, but he's never been the Hulk. You know what no. I'm saying? Like he's never – and if he – don't get me wrong. I'm sure – like I said, I'm sure there's storylines where he has had to deal with his Beast. And I know there's Dark Beast and I know – but Beast, you know – Especially for the for the common person is you know the professor mm -hmm. is is another professor. It's him upside down reading a book with his glasses. Yes, that's so um, iconic. Right, like that is the beast. So the fact that they're you choosing him, and they're basically choose they're basically creating their own Hulk. They're cre they're creating um, the uh, the Hulk the Hulk uh, storyline I just was telling you about last week. The the immortal the immortal Hulk. This is basically it right here. They're basically taking the immortal Hulk, but they're just changing it to the beast, which is like it's a cool story. And it's it's a cool premise, but that's not who the beast is, and it's also X Men. It's also X Men from Fox, so I I have high, you know, I have I don't have very high expectations just reading about this synopsis because it's from them. Uh, and then in addition, uh, Wolverine and Professor X are both one of the two strongest characters in the X Men franchise right now, but mm -hmm. we've also had Logan with them. So do we really need another film with just those two? Um, when Dingo is a cool character, but he's 
pretty basic, pretty C tier. So I'm not sure if that's going to bring a lot of people in. Um, and, and then the biggest tidbit of information is Mr. Sinister. But Mr. Sinister should have been brought on movies ago. So he's, he's 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 one of the X Men's biggest villains. He shouldn't be relegated to a, a Hank a Hank and McCoy spinoff. Yeah, I think that's just disrespecting the character. And plus, like, I'm trying to understand the time frame because they obviously they said it's between Apocalypse and whatever, um, Dark Phoenix. Is it is it is it because of the, like the success of Logan? They wanted to introduce Mister Sinister because they had hints of him, right? His, com- were, his company right. and yep. Logan. Yep. So I was thinking like maybe that's why they were thinking about it. But like, I reading this reading the synopsis, I'm interested because forget that it's Fox, but imagine like they said it's based on like you know inspired by John Carpenter's The Thing. That's a I love that movie, and it's in Alaska where Beast should be. Like he's like the Bigfoot in that area you know that's such a cool area in the windigo um but then like i said once you tap on oh it's fox i'm like okay and they have to understand the their characters because i love beast in x-men he i think he's very underrated because the reason i love him is because he's brawn and he's brains which is like awesome and having his having himself in the spotlight for the illuminati for professor x was like a great move yeah yeah definitely um but they don't understand that Beast is like a small character, you know. Like right. they characters like him and Gambit work perfect in a team movie, not to carry it. Um, I don't know if it's because the casting of who they had, Nicholas Holt. Because like, so. yeah, you think yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Maybe Nicholas Holt's casting because he's a good looking like, young. I mean, he guy. was almost he was almost Batman. Like I think I think that's I yep. think they. They saw him as a as a leading man next to because he's probably I mean he's definitely younger than James uh, McAvoy and and Michael Fassbender, mm-hmm. so they probably were looking to him to be the shepherd you know to shepherd in the next big franchise, because like you said because who he is. Yeah, that's the only reasoning I could think about it. Um, but yet again, I'm thinking like what the time frame is because you said you know X Men Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix. Maybe this is like due to Logan, you know. M- I don't know. It sounds cool though. Like it does sound cool, but you. It sounds cool. Literally, I keep reading it as as we talk about it, and I'm just thinking about the, the Incredible Hulk. They yeah. already made the beast. They already kind of made the beast into Hulk with the whole formula, him taking the formula and transforming when he's angry. They already. And when did they introduce that? Was that um, Apocalypse or was that Days, Days of Future? I think it was Apocalypse, right? That they introduced him taking the serum so that he he he's not always blue. Ah. Uh... Either way, though, that they t- that's the Hulk. Yeah, that's, you know, no, they, I th- the Beast has never really. That's oh, he's always been blue. He's always, I mean, he's not always like he started out just like look yeah. with the big feet and everything, but as a human with big feet and big hands. But in the last, you know, two three decades, he's been the blue furry beast. Mm-hmm. And then you know, basically, the the Fox probably wants to like we talked about with Jennifer Lawrence and like we talked about him being you know kind of a big name. They probably just kept wanting to see, show his face. So they created that little formula thing to, so that he was basically the Hulk. And now reading this, and this is this is the perfect film for uh, the Hulk, exactly. but for the Beast, you know, like you said, he works best as as you know a part of the X Men. Yeah, I think it's Days of Future Past because remember Professor X had to inject himself to lose his telepathy. Oh, it was, it was, yeah, it was, yeah. it was. Because right. I was I was gonna say First Class, but remember he amplified himself when he tried to yeah. make the serum, so he turned. That's into, why I started. Yeah. 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 So. I, yeah, I think Nicholas Holt's casting is like you know the main reason for it, but it's just like the fact that they said I'm reading I'm reading again too like the fact that they said horror monster like it just it just sounds it sounds good in theory maybe for a comic book run you know in the snow yeah, it yeah. Would I, it would, I want this film I want a yeah. horror mystery a horror monster story about 
you know, someone going against the win- going up against the Wendigo in Alaskan Village. But I just want it to be at, Mar- at in the MCU about the Incredible Hulk. That's I mean, that's what I, that's what it needs to be. Yeah, that's true. All right, so we'll move on. More Shang Chi news. Well, this is like a rumor, um, but. They're according to the hashtag show, Ludi Lin, if you kind of remember him from, he's a black Power Ranger from the Power Rangers. He's actually like being considered as a top choice for the martial arts expert. And also, who's the other guy? Uh, Ross Butler is being like looked over by Kevin Feige. And another rumor was getting thrown around saying, in addition, Marvel's reportedly hopes to meet the legendary Donnie Yen in another yes. role, which would be great. Um, people... You know, there's a chance for him to be saying chi, but I don't think it's him. I think he's going to be like an elder or, you know, quote unquote, yeah, wise he'd be old statesman. Yeah, especially to carry a franchise if this were to like kill it. Um, let's just remind you guys like Shang Chi will be directed by Destin Cretton, who's another Asian director, but he actually has just been doing all short films. So this is kind of like his initial um, di- directing debut, but this is like. Not a problem because you know Marvel's been recruiting all small directors. It's we, so funny because we just talked about Simon with with, with Fox and we're like, oh, that's yeah. a big gamble. But now when Marvel, but when Marvel does it, it's it's all good. We're it's all good. different. No, but it's facts. Yeah. It's facts. It's facts. It is facts. But when I say he, it's his de- directing debut, I mean like for a big budget film. So he has the directing um, background. Short. Yeah, the foundations there. But we already have Marvel's trust because they already gave it to people who did the fucking, you know, rest of development, like the Russo brothers and, you know, the Taika Waititi, who's the coolest director today just for fucking Ragnarok. And like whoever did the last Spider-Man movie was actually he only did small films as well. John Watts. Yeah, Watts. He did small films as well. So, I mean, I hope Ludi Lin is Shang-Chi because one he's jacked as fuck and i just saw him in black mirror um fucking good looking dude martial he's already like in martial arts and i think he's like the per- he's like 30 but you know asian people they age well it's just yeah. like he's and gonna plus, be fine he can hold yeah. it um chadwick boseman is like 40 something that guy looks like he's 20 oh my like, god i didn't even know that <laughs> yeah 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 black don't crack asian don't raisin yeah, yeah. Until you hit like seventy, and then we all look the same. But, that's, but <laughs> besides facts. that, Ludi Lin. Yeah, seriously, Ludi Lin. Yeah, when I saw him in Black Mirror, dude, this kid's jacked. He doesn't need the Marvel workout. <laughs> the Marvel, already, yeah, the Marvel workout, the Marvel routine. Yeah, the Marvel routine that like Paul Rudd and the rest of the cast have taken. But it's crazy. I I don't know Shang Chi. That's the thing. Like I I get what they're doing. Like let's step down for a little bit because you know. Endgame was just so big, so we need to rebuild back up. But, like, if we do lead back to the event, like, when we do lead back to the Avengers, like, how is he even going to Well, I I know him from – I know him from – my biggest exposure to him was from the Spider-Man storyline, I think, probably, like, eight – oh, man, probably five years ago. Um, And it was Spider-Man lost his Spider-Sense and so he was immediately just getting je- – he was getting like beat up and shot at. And so he went to Shang-Chi and he was like – and Shang-Chi was like, listen, if – it was like – it was honestly like uh, like Spider-Man Homecoming where he was like, if you're nothing without the Spider-Sense, you shouldn't have had the Spider-Sense. And so he trained him to, be- to become as you know as aware as a martial artist and it, it, it ended up supplementing his uh, Spider-Sense. So that's that's – I've known him before that, but that was my, my big exposure to him. Um and so, I mean, I think, I think what they'll probably end up trying to do is is similar is similar to the 
Doctor Strange's film where he finds a an older a older you know the wise old statesman and he and he learned the ways of sorcery. Um, I could see I could see it being a better Iron Fist. And he, he ends up finding you know the the secrets of of martial arts and they probably would add a little bit of a, of a supernatural element um, just That's so that he wondering. just so that he is up there in, on the power scale so he's not simply just a good ninja you know what I'm saying he, he has I'm sure they'll add something some type of mysticism to it. Okay, I hope they do that because I was looking at his thing. And I'm like, dude, this guy's like a street level defender and Iron Fist. And if we're gonna like get better powers than him, right? I see it. But what were you saying? Well, and like if we're gonna get a street level character, I mean, I would love to get a Daredevil movie before anybody, but absolutely. So absolutely. Hopefully, they do something more with this character. Hopefully, they do kind of amp him up, you know. Oh, uh, you know what's funny? They actually did. I don't know. It's one of the talk shows, like Jimmy Kimmel or whatever, and it had Tom Holland and the host, and he's like in a fucking dry cleaning thing, and Tom Holland's like, "Yeah, I'm here to pick up my mask," and the host pulls out daredevil's mask he's like is this it he's like no 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 like i need another it's the, the one with the white eyes and he, then he pulls out deadpool's and he's like no not that and then he pulls out spider-man's i'm like damn they referenced daredevil like that's like the biggest I, crossover for them right, right. There. <laughs> you, the big the most we're ever gonna get in the, in the form of a mcu t- uh mc mcu and, and marvel television crossover sadly but like the fact that donnie yen's being brought into the conversation and like this is like this has to be the this is gonna be the Black Panther of Asians. This is gonna be the crazy yep. the crazy rich kung fu men or I don't know the kung fu masters. But. I need one for Spanish people. Yo, yeah, <laughs> I just need one. Who who's a Hispanic uh, superhero? There's like nobody. There's um, really. I, I think there's there's white. The first one that comes to mind is White Tiger. Is White I'll, Tiger I'll... for Marvel and Vibe okay. for Justice League for for DC? Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle's um Hispanic. And, um, right? blue, yeah, and Blue Beetle and Blue Beetle. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. the only Asian superheroes I know are like complete stereotypes, and like the Hulk, the one version of Hulk. Um, oh, I'm a Chow. Yeah, Chow. Who I heard's like I don't know. He's he like a split between some uh, fans. Um, but yeah, Donnie Yen being written on and it's getting directed by an Asian director, which is great because I don't think they're you know obviously. Shang Chi just sounds like a stereotype. I, you know, <laughs> I, I have to see. I need to see a fucking trailer just like really get the vibe of it. Um, I just need the people that made the raid to like direct the fighting choreography or something. Like, you gotta yeah, us. But if they start recruiting like heavy hitters like Donnie Yen and then like what Jackie Chan's in it and Jet Li, like, oh shit, like it's on. Yeah, that'd be dope. That'd be that'd dope. Be so. That'd be- Dope, especially if Jackie. Ch- oh man, I'm getting excited. <laughs> That's just crazy. That's why they need to do it. They need to do it. <laughs> no, they do. They need. They need to. Like they did with Black Panther. They need to step their shit up for this. But you know, remember this is a rumor, people. And like next news is like in another rumor. Um, so people are saying like there's rumblings that maybe Norman Osborn in the Dark Avengers could be possibly in the MCU. Um, well, right now because what they're saying is Marvel Studios is looking for someone to play an actor a character under the code name the benefactor and he's been described as a mysterious and nefarious benefactor and it said that the studio is looking for a male actor preferably caucasian in the between 40s and 60s and they're actually going to shoot scenes in atlanta this year so like if you guys don't recognize the benefactor or like that code name it was kind of mentioned in ant-man of the wasp by sonny birch who and he was actually employed by him and he said he was he's employed by quote unquote the benefactor um, could this be Norman Osborn? Um, 
If it, if it is Norman Osborn and Tom Holland admitted that he was doing a trilogy in, on an interview because he's an idiot and he always like forgets that he admits shit on live TV. You think it's like too late to like include Norman Osborn if like the trilogy the trilogy's wrapping up or so so, like, so far? It's, it's been I I think we got I think we got a confirmation of a trilogy from the initial announcement. Like I think when he when Tom first signed, I think mm-hmm. it was somewhere online public knowledge that his contract was for three three films three like yeah. um solo films yeah, yeah yeah so um but that being said there's been rumors that marvel has talked to sony and extended that contract that's the first thing okay. secondly um there's no kevin feige would not introduce norman and, and and also tie him in to to Ant Man to and, and tie him into other films, unless they redid that contract. Unless he has guaranteed like six movie appearances, there's no way. There's no way Kevin Feige would put him in. That's what I was like. I I completely agree with that because I'm like, if you're gonna introduce such a big character for the last film and not have him for like a two at least two movies, they'll. Like, you're blowing up an oppor- like you're ruining an opportunity to be honest you're going to rush personally it. personally i think i think they they changed their contract i think they re-upped it and i think tom has at, at i would say honestly at least um not including uh like, far from uh, home yeah, i would yeah. say at least three more appearances three to four and i would say that that's probably two solo outings and two crossovers at least okay because then it's are you keep on my bad well, no, you go. Yeah, go. I said, you go ahead. Well, because I remember we first we got Tom. He's young, right? Spider Man's young, and the reason why they did that because they want to quote like this is what I made up. They want to Harry Potter him. They we have to like watch him grow, and yet again, like this is the second movie that's coming out. Like I still see him as a kid. You know, like he hasn't even become Absolutely. a photographer yet. He's not with J. Jonah Jameson. So there's like so much needed to be done. Like give him like a four or five movie, like. It's not a quad. Tri- what's after a quad trilogy? I don't like a tetra. <laughs> I don't even know what's five. But cent, cent, it's like centology. Probably, but like the point is, it's he's still young, and I like remember the rumors were like with Deadpool Pent- and pentology. Pentology, like the rumors with Deadpool and Venom. Like Venom, it's too early in my opinion to even have him there. Like, how is he gonna run in with Brock when he's not a photographer? Like, there's so much shit that needs to get done, and. Even if Tom ages, like in the story, like he still looks like a baby, and he's like what? 22? Oh yeah, oh yeah. The kid looks like he's like twelve. He looks like a baby. Like the Spider-Man in PS4 is like 25, 24. and Tom doesn't look like that. I don't know at it's all, just, at yeah, all, not at all. Um, but it would be it would be huge because I don't see him, I don't see Norman become the Iron Patriot because we already use that name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, introducing the Dark Avengers or even Green Goblin, like or maybe he could. I mean, honestly, maybe he could. I mean, if anything, maybe it's more likely that that he becomes Iron Patriot because it could be a storyline of like he steals the Iron Patriot armor and then like Rhodey, you know, is like distraught because that's you know it's his best friend's armor and is you know I can see him doing something yeah. like that. I don't want them to. I want I want Green Goblin. I want yeah. That's what I, want. That's what I was like about to delve into because I'm like I don't like. So, so let's we can admit that Norman Osborn's story has changed like in a different path it is today instead of just the Green Goblin. So yeah. I, that's what I want, like Green Goblin, because that's Spider Man's argent nemesis right there. Like, Darn eventually it has to happen. Um, I don't know. It's a rumor. 
I don't even if he okay say it's true. What movie is he dro- dropping in? Black Widow. Like mm, we're not getting nah. a Spider-Man film. Like it's already done. The second one. Uh, I. That's a good question. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm stumped because it's like we don't know. We we like he's not gonna be in the Eternals. Yeah, I was just Black, gonna say he's, not, that. he's not gonna be in Black Panther too. Yeah, right. Uh, I don't know. If anything, he gets introduced as a post-credit scene in Spider-Man Two. Uh, like they don't show him. But he gets like they they reveal that the benefactor is Norman. Like he, it's like, um, you know, like the after credits is like a building being like Avengers Tower being bought by the benefactor, and then That's, it's like a, a, yeah. a news clipping, and it's like mysterious benefactor buys Avengers Tower, and then it shows uh, like someone sitting in like a wheel, like in a uh, in a office chair, but from behind, so they don't have to cast them. And if someone yeah. walks in, and they're like, uh, "Sir, Mister Osborne, the the tower's ready," or something, and then it's like he's there, but you don't have to cast him yet. Yeah, that'd be perfect, actually. Yeah, I was thinking the back, yeah, the Baxter Building or something like that. Um, but that actually did come up in news, like, oh, who bought the Avengers Tower? But they didn't really delve into it. But Norman Osborn's name was. I could see them was... doing it though. I could see yeah. it, it. It could either turning into the Baxter Building or turning into a Norman Building or an yeah, Oscorp Building. Absolutely. And wait, didn't they reference the Nor- Yeah, they referenced the Norman Osborn in Amazing Spider-Man too. Correct. Like at the end. Oh, he was in it. Remember, he, um, he he. But you don't see him. No, you see him. He he dies, and then the the whole thing was like there. He was gonna at the end of the movie, they were gonna have like his head crowd genetically frozen or something. That was would, that was like. But he was in it. He was. Uh, who was the guy at the end? Um, like in a dark suit. He was like it was just, talking to someone about. I think like, he oh. was just a guy. Like he was just like he was set up to just be like the guy who who works for him. Okay, kind of kind of like um Thanos's right hand man in, in Avengers one. At the end, the outsider, or whatever his name is, yeah, that he was like, yeah. he was like, he might have been a comic book character, but he 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 seemed like he played a more important role, but he he actually was just like a random character. Yeah, because I was wondering who that was. He said, "Oh, you know, the secret that Peter Parker's parents are still alive." Spoilers, but yeah, I was wondering well, who that was. The franchise is dead anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's it's dead in the dirt. Um, so is Swamp Thing, sadly. <laughs> sadly. Oh, too soon. Too, too soon. soon. Yeah, too I know. soon. I know. I just. <laughs> But it like, hurts. if we're gonna carry on with Spider-Man, so you saw this, you had to have seen this. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. There was a little, you know, a little ad made. It was, um, it was a, f- a number four made out of web, and it kind, of, it threw me off. I didn't. I'm surprised I didn't message you, but I was like, "There's no way they're making a Sam Raimi Spider-Man four. And it's kind of been going around the internet. People were like, "Oh, it's Spider-Man, maybe Fantastic Four. Or it's a Spider-Man four comic adaption. Like that's sequel. what I thought. That's what I, yeah. thought. I thought it was a comic adaptation because be, a lot of companies have been doing that recently. For they take scripts for films that weren't produced that people were super interested in, and they make a comic so that people can still experience it. And I thought this was going to be Spider-Man four, uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man four script turned into a comic. I wouldn't mind that, um, but like yeah, but now you, it's a countdown. You, you you taught me something because I didn't know movies were doing that. Like you know, um, yeah, they did it for um, they did it for um. The original, they did it for the original Star Wars script. They did it for the original Black um, uh, Planet Planet of the Apes script. Which one? And I think uh, it no, like it was like the, the um, Mark Wahlberg one. I think it was the the OG. Like oh, it was okay. like the, the the third or fourth OG one. Well, they did I it think. for Aliens also after right, yeah, the yeah, second yeah. one, but you know it's not. It's canon, been a obviously. popular thing they've been doing. Yeah, that's true when I, like, in retrospect, I'm thinking about it. But the thing, like, what really brought people's attention was Alex Ross. He had he's actually put Love up a guy. tweet of MJ, 
you know, Spider-Man holding MJ and swinging, and then he deleted it. But it said, like, with the captions, hashtag Spider-Man 4. I was wondering. I saw people on his uh, – because I follow him on Instagram. I saw people commenting on his other posts that he posted around that time. They're like, we know you posted it. I'm like, what did he post? Yeah, he deleted it. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering what it was. Did you see the picture yet? No, I didn't. Oh, I'm about to bring that up. Uh, but like, if we're if someone we're gonna shot it, it's yeah. Someone did here. Try looking it up. Um, but the thing that's important to notice is like, Sam Raimi did want to make Spider-Man four, and he was gonna have Vulture as a villain. So I'm like kind of curious of like what interpretation they're gonna have as Vulture because, you know, um, Homecoming had their version, and if you're gonna try for Raimi, like you know. I'm kind of curious how he'd do his interpretation of Vulture. Because I remember playing the Spider-Man game, and Vulture was in the PS2 game. And he looked like the comic book, green feathers and everything. And I was just like, oh, God. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? But I don't know. It's it's just bringing up a lot of news, but I'm I'm down for that. It, it, I mean, if they're going to make a comic, that just, like, get, it, it gives me hope. I'm like, oh, my God. What if they did, like, a multiverse crossover with, like, Toby and um garfield like just for one scene that would be crazy yeah like just i'm just like hearing this shit and i'm like oh man like i really think this is what it's gonna be because now that i see the picture yeah you see it okay that's mj in her outfit from um, spider-man 2 or 1 whatever one yeah i actually just said it while you said that but yeah it's it's her chinese out costume or whatever it's like i I honestly that's what i think it is i'm for it i mean we'll find out on the 19th because it's they just made it it's a countdown because they just did three today yeah they made it three so two one it'll be either on the wednesday or thursday we find out what it is uh, i mean i think it's gonna sell i think so because it's just like you're stimulating um curiosity out of the fan base and as much as like i, I love the sam raimi franchise because it's just it just sucked that spider-man 3 kind of fucked it up and tainted like all of it it's really frustrating because it's at there were, it was at a point where Spider-Man Two was the best comic book movie for a yep. while, and Doc Ock was such a good inter- like interpretation so good. casting. You know, J. Jonah Jameson. I didn't say J.K. Rowling instead of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck that. <laughs> but, J.K. Rowling was so good in that film. Yeah, man, she played that gay lesbian. <laughs> killed it, killed it, killed it. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll find out. And you're right, they did have the three posted today so we'll see in a couple of days how it goes i would definitely be invested in buying it because just knowing that like so we're obviously movie nerds and we're assuming the people that listen to this shit have heard of like you know spider-man 4 being in the talks but it just didn't care it was it was close to being started but then it just didn't yeah and they, they said had to uh, reboot it it was so close to getting like about to begin filming yeah yeah and they said in an interview like sam was like yeah there's no he was like there's no story behind it. There's no. We literally were writing the script, and I really wanted to end it on a high note because I felt like three wasn't strong. And mm. Sony got came to me and they're like, "Listen, we really want a script. We really want to put this film into production." And he was like, "Unfortunately, I just don't have it ready." Um, but I, you know, I, I understand if you guys want to reboot because I know you guys have been thinking about it. And then they were like, "Yeah, we were thinking about it. Um, you know, I appreciate." Oh, come on. They're like, "We appreciate you being upfront with us. Um, we're going to go ahead and reboot it." Like it was super casual, super yeah. like no. But where's, um, where's the fight in him? What the fuck? I think he was I think he was definitely super like bummed out from 3 cuz it was it was it wasn't as good because of like we talked about the people in the suits. It was it was because of Sony executives butting in. That's yeah. why three wasn't as good as two and one. So. See, that's that's where they f- that, that's where they fucked up in casting. Uh, Topher Grace, I really didn't like that. 
Um, yeah, it was it was weird. I liked him for Grace, but I felt like that was a really weird way to cast Eddie Brock. Like Brock's jacked. Was, He's like yeah, a typical exactly. jock. He's like a monster. Um, but like that. Okay, so we we talk about casting. Like Robert Pattinson, you know, Batman. Sometimes they're really good at casting. Sometimes they're not. Because one, I said Topher Grace, and then Lex Luthor from Batman v Superman. Oh my gosh. I don't know what the hell they were going for. That was horrible. That was horrible. Like I, I kept... tried, I tried to have like belief that it was gonna work, but it same, obviously same. didn't. I don't know. I don't know if I talked. I feel like I, I, I've talked about this so many times. I feel like I might have talked about it when we did our in person um, episode. But I went into uh, Batman vs. Batman v Superman. I went into it expecting Lex Luthor to be all this like super eccentric, super like giddy character, and then I expected him to be defeated by Superman for him to go to jail, and I expected for him to be hardened in jail, and then I expected for him to be the post credits him with his shaved head and then him be like super formidable like like a total transformation and then then and then people would be like oh okay like this was kind of like an origin story for him and like he wasn't always this like super like intelligence no what not he was always intelligent but he wasn't always a super suave you know controlling character it was only through his defeat in superman i thought that that, that was i thought it was gonna be a really cool story i thought there was gonna be a really cool transformation i thought jesse was gonna completely change up and none of that happened i was very i was very disappointed and we thought we thought that um, that was like they were like this you thought yeah because I we were we were on the Heisenberg train right off fresh off of fucking <sighs> off of um Breaking Bad wrapping up uh, dude remember the San Diego Comic Con when they announced Batman vs Superman was happening and people were freaking out everyone thought everyone thought that he that uh Brian Cranston was gonna be Lex Luthor yeah I, everyone I dude literally when I that that news dropped I was in the f- Poconos and I read it I'm like oh my god is Christian Bale coming like who is like how are they gonna do this how is this possible like I was so like uh, I was so hyped for it and now that we look back I'm like ah fuck it because <laughs> <laughs> what they did was they read the line from um, Dark Knight Returns yep, and I'm yep, like yep. oh shit here we go but I don't know like it, Batman v Superman we're gonna build off of that like more Batman news Mask of the Phantasms actually getting a comic book adaption so it's gonna be part of canon starting January 2020 and it's actually getting written by Tom King in the Batman Catwoman series so like Keanu what are your thoughts on that because I'm actually pretty excited because I so listen I'm not a huge comic guy but I read main events and I didn't know Fant- like Mask of the Phantasm hasn't been applied besides the animated series so this is kind of like shocking to me because it's such a good movie Yep, exactly what you just said. That's that's it's just, it's one of the, it's regarded as one of the best Batman films. It's the best animated Batman film. The character has a lot of you know, um, kind of like a cult classic. Has a lot of fans despite its own its one or two appearances. And I think it's a really cool. I think it's a really cool thing to make Batman Catwoman stand out even more. You know, like Tom Tom already kind of has his story that he's planning, and he already has the whole. You know the whole Batwoman, Cat, Batman, Catwoman marriage, but I think the Mask of Phantasm is a, is a great way to be like, listen, it's not only about this. Like people who are fans of this, come come check this out. Yeah, and it's like we don't know if it's like a villain or like you know a deadly friend, and we don't even know if it's the same person we thought in the animated series is like behind the mask. So to give like people like more information on this run, it's actually going to be a twelve issue series that's going. Expected to happen after his final Batman issue, which is going to be released in December. So, I mean, obviously, like, Tom King's been just been a, like, the head of talk, especially with New Gods 
um, and like the whole Batman series. Um, but I really, you know, not much to say about it, but I'm excited. But Keanu, you want to add anything else or we can move on? Uh, no, the only thing I was going to say was uh, they just they just recently did this with another Batman character with the Arkham Knight. They they took the character from the video games and introduced it and uh, issued like 1001 Detective Comics. Mm-hmm. And uh, that ended up being someone different behind the mask. So I... I, I do think it's going to be the same character just because they are kind of like so intrinsically tied. But mm-hmm. it, the pre, the president the president's is there that they would uh, switch it up. Yeah, so I'm excited for it. You know, Batman the animated, animated series, I think it was just perfect. And oh, so good. Uh, that's like the only reason I'd buy like DC Universe, especially like I would love to watch that like late night and just like pass that's it what it. dude that's what i've been doing putting on batman beyond late at night it's so yes. cool it's such a it, it'd be my office because like i watch i pass out to the office so it's like uh, i'd put that on any day so like moving on more dc news justice league dark so you know fresh off the cancellation swamp thing was envisioned to run for at least you know three seasons and it sounds like they were trying to develop a justice league dark team-up series kind of like the you know the defenders obviously so this is a quote i'm, I'm emotional yeah that is you were gonna, is gonna hit you home because i when i put it down i was like oh keanu's like wow it's like that meme with hawkeye um ronan he's like please don't give me hope yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, literally literally right now um so the quote is one source close to the production told business insider that the show had a possible three season arc and the feeling on set was that it could have gone past that if it was if it was a hit with characters spinning off into their own shows the source used a specified example of potential justice league dark team up series so you know including the justice league dark it's dead man john constantine shade the changing man and zatanna i would love to see john constantine again i didn't like the cw stuff i think it was kind of cheesy but the justice league dark animated movie fire 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 Flames. i love that and then the fact they had batman as a cameo and like the grim reapers scared of batman like that was a great scene um i know you hold this dear close to your heart especially with the cancellation but hearing this this probably just kills you like the potential yeah. of that like this yeah. happening big facts um, especially like they said the three season arc because it was like weird rumors before the rebates and shit like that that happened I was hearing rumors that like, oh, they made the show, but they didn't have like enough material to, like to make it last. So I'm like, okay, I that's kind of that. stupid. Like, I just, I just yeah. don't like how. First of all, how it? does anyone enter? Like, how does a showrunner and I mean, it, I mean, it's happened, but like, how does a competent showrunner? How does James Wan exactly put his yeah. name on something and then be like, oh, and no one on the set be like, oh, I don't know how we're gonna get past season one. Like that doesn't come on, dude. Like, yeah. It's a lot of And talk. in the show, and not to cut you, I'm sorry, not to cut you off, but in the no, show, they're already kind of setting it up because they, they they showed uh, the character, you know, the, do you know the character Blue Devil? Yeah. I heard of so, it, but I don't know much. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I they, they, they introduced in the first episode the guy who, the character who becomes Blue Devil. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Like, a little, like, a little hint, a little nod. Like, I, and I thought, I thought that was it. Like, I thought it was just going to be straight up, like, oh, like, you know, how sometimes they get, they add characters in just for fun. And already on episode three, they're already hinting at him having, like, something more behind the scenes. They're like, oh, like, they're, like, showing him being mysterious and, like, showing him, like, having, like, this fate. And I'm like, so you're already setting it up to be like, there's more characters in this. And it's like, there's no way they didn't have a story if they're already setting up other characters. Because even if you run out of Swamp Thing material, you can have Blue Devil material. Like, there's there's no way they didn't plan ahead. It's, oh, God. Like, I think so this would have been great in something so different. Because yep. we, we 
scratch the surface with horror. Yeah. Um, actually, I think Swamp Thing's the initial thing to scratch it with horror because we haven't had New Mutants yet. So right. that was supposed to be the initial thing, and now it's two years delayed pretty much from its original release. But I I, I trust DC when it comes to um, TV shows. Like, they're yep. killing it. And what they're delivering right now outside DC Universe, you know, they have a fan base for CW. And even though how I feel about the CW Universe is kind of cheesy, doesn't mean it's, you know... It has its, like you still said, it has its fans. Yeah, it has its fans. And why do you think Arrow has been around for so long? And it, it it's sad. It's sad. Because I would love to see the chemistry with John Constantine and Swamping. I love Zaytana. I love Dead yeah. Man. Like I love those characters. I would those, love to have seen them on screen. They, they're characters that need their exposure because I know as much as the animated movie came out, you there's no doubt live action interpretations really reach the fans. Oh, absolutely. So, That's a, absolutely 100 percent agree. Which is very depressing, and I don't know. Like if it happened, with yeah, it did say like have, these characters have their own spinoffs. Like would there be a death? I don't think there would need to be individual oh, shows. No, no, I no, think no. maybe John Constantine to introduce the paranormal and then the rest of the just rest of them come together. Like pollinate. They just show up yep. you know, here and just there. Just like guardians. Like they're just yep. all there and you know, yep. swamp thing. You already have at least ties to the two characters. Yep. Um, so like more DC news. This is kind of like a tiny bit, but Todd Phillips had to like go out there. And just, you know, establish this, that Joker is going to be rated R. And he released a photo on Instagram just with the quote, finishing touches. It's just Joaquin Phoenix putting on makeup. No brainer, I think. Um, if it were to, like, neuter itself and go down to a rate PG-13 rating, it would have been a lost opportunity. I just need to see the movie at this point. Because I'm hearing, like, weird rumors about it. Like, I hear it's just... Because re- remember they mentioned that they didn't confirm it, but they mentioned that this is like a standalone movie, correct? Yes. Yep. Yes. So, I don't know. These these are rumors, but it's like it's been picking up heat that it's just like really different. Yeah, I've um, read those same rumors, but I also read a rumor to undo the rumor, the big the rumor that is the main rumor that we're around. talking about. Yeah. Which I'm happy about that because I don't like it's hard because I don't like want to spo- like if it ends up being true, I don't want to spoil it. But like, yeah, yeah, they. Just text it to me, message me right now. Well, you Wait. no, you said it last week. You said it last week. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, that, you're talking about, yeah, yeah. But now the rumor is that that's not going to be the case. That it's going to be, um, they're going to make it seem like that, but that's not the case. And I, and I prefer it be, I prefer that because I, I don't want it. I, I like the, I, I want this movie so bad. I think it looks really promising. The trailer was a master class in trailer making. Yes, yes. The song, that yes. the cut, the pacing, the editing. Um, so far, jo- Joaquin's portrayal, everything was spot on, beautiful. I love it. I want it now. And I like that this is separated from the main DC universe. I like that it's a little bit of a different take. And um, I like that it's in Gotham and it has Arkham, but it's not directly relying on Batman. But I don't want it to change. I don't want it to be like a complete like one excuse me 180 where like it, it like completely dishevels the canon i want it to just be its own inspired take on it mm-hmm. so th- like i said the rumor i read undid the rumor you said yeah and i'd be very happy with what I'm, with that i'm glad to hear that because the thing i dropped last week i was like i don't know how i feel about that right right because right. it's, it's 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 like star wars it's a you it's a world like it shouldn't have to be close knit as like that 
I don't know. Um, it's the same thing. Like I'm comparing it to like to the Skywalkers. Like we're only talking about the Skywalkers, and they're like, oh, like this is a whole fucking universe. It always has to like hark back to the Skywalkers. Um, Joker. I'm glad it has um a, like an, it has a good, good October release. It's perfect timing, and like you said, yep. it, it, it yeah the trailer is what sold me because it didn't feel like anything tied to a, a comic book property, which you you should view it as. And it's crazy because it had a, it had a weird production where Scorsese was tied to it, and I didn't know he wasn't he, he wasn't left. tied to it anymore until like a month ago. I yeah. thought he was still tied to it. No, he wasn't. And then I hear now his production com I don't know his production company of some sort is involved, but it's not him. So it's kind of weird, like where the silver lining is of like if he's still like having his you know his influence and like his business involved but we'll see how it goes this episode's pretty much all dc made major like <laughs> um and with bonus rounds pretty much you know random other properties especially like you'll you you guys were here but if we move on batman villains this kind of dropped recently that the villains pretty much that are really not officially confirmed but that are mentioned that will, hopefully will be in the movie is the riddler Penguin, Catwoman, Firefly, which is so interesting, um, Two Face, and Mad Hatter, which I love to hear that. And Reeves for Riddler is looking for a male actor between the ages of thirty and forty. Casting call describes him as a criminal mastermind in Gotham City who takes delight in incorporating riddles and puzzles into his schemes, leaving them as a clu- as clues for the authorities to solve. So another character who i was really interested is firefly just to describe him a professional arsonist known as the firefly so if you ever played like arkham city like you'll definitely know who he is and reeves is looking for a person that's any ethnicity nothing specified between ages 20 and 30 so that's pretty uh you know a wide demographic for people to really apply themselves to and go for the role and finally, who was the last person? Mad Hatter, who was actually, he's looking for someone between ages 30 and 40. So it's obviously an older age. Um, what are your thoughts on these, you know, these villains being brought? Because this is like, the now that we hear these names, these are the six names that right that was mentioned previously. Or I, the six villains. The six, the six characters that were, that yeah. they, they mentioned, they were, like, they, they said they have six villains and now we have names to match them. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um. Mad Hatter has been surprisingly popping up a lot recently. A lot. He pop. He showed up in the animated uh, Batman versus Robin. The video he games. Up, he showed up in the video games. He showed up in Young Justice season three. He showed up in. Um, I feel like one other thing. I feel like he was he was in a, he was in a recent Batman st- uh, comic storyline, so that actually doesn't surprise me because I feel like we've been seeing him a lot recently. Uh, I think it's a perfect blend to be honest. It's th- it's I three, love it. it's three. Well, actually, it's four. It's four major Batman villains: Riddler, yeah. Penguin, Catwoman, Two Face. Which I mean, even Catwoman probably wouldn't be a hardcore villain. So like, it's three major villains: one villain Firefly. slash antihero, and then it's two it's two lower level: Firefly and Mad Hatter. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a perfect balance, right? Because you can't, you're not gonna have like, it, it reminds me of Arkham, where it's like there's a bunch exactly. of characters. Some of them are pop. These, are, I mean, these all these characters appeared in Arkham. Um, I just want Arkham. I just want a, like an adaptation of Arkham. Like that, yeah, the game series is so good. The story's so good. The, and and I, you know, um, all of these characters, I'd be excited to see. I do want to say that Firefly 
is the character that you can cast any race, right? Like sometimes characters are are cast as you know for the for the for the sake of diversity, and people flip out. And sometimes I can I can be like, all right, I understand. Like they've always been this this race, blah blah blah. But, but then there's the some pass. characters. But then there's some characters who nobody like who cares what race. Mm-hmm. First of all, barely anybody knows about Firefly unless you're a hardcore Batman fan. And yeah, if you're exactly. a hardcore Batman fan, you don't care about his race. Like nobody, there's his race is is in any way a distinguishing factor. So like. I'm happy that's any ethnicity because there's there's no reason to cast just a white guy. There's just cast anybody, cast anybody. I mean, who cares? Like, um, you know, the Riddler. We're used to seeing him, you know, as a as a tall, thin white guy. So I prefer that you know stay that way. Um, but not to bring right, you know, not to bring uh, social justice war and all that into this conversation. Whatever. But it's just it's just like I said. There's certain characters that you can cast whatever, and Firefly is one of them. So I'm glad that they're you know they're open. And 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 uh, uh, all of these characters, I'd be excited to see. Yeah, I'm very excited, and I just needed—I don't want to rehash Batman villains again and recycle. Yep, I really yep, yep. wanted to, like, when they said Deathstroke with Ben Affleck's like run, I was very excited because um, he could physically take him on. And then, when, okay, so once you read this list, and remember, this is a noir-styled Batman by Matt Reeves. These characters cannot take Batman like really hand on hand like hand to hand combat maybe catwoman at most you know she's a tough right. she, she's actually she's actually the only one that could take him on but the, the rest are like tricksters psychological like, tricksters psychological shit yeah which is showing so much hope for this like detective vibe and I'm, that's what i'm excited for cuz no one realizes well if you're okay so what if you just watch batman for only his movie incarnations you don't see him as a genius of some sort like crazy smart you just see him as a rich guy. Rich guy that learned how to fight from ninjas, and that's it. Like, but he, in the comics, he's a genius. So, that like the fact like reading this list, not only it gave me so much hope for the noir, and it and it gave me, it got me excited because it's the same. It's pretty much the same cast of the long um, Halloween, except yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still six people, but it's different. Like, okay, so Long Halloween had Joker in it. And I'm trying to recall like who else was in it, but like Mad Hatter was in it, and like a, these some of these characters that are listed, except um, Firefly. So like, if you guys aren't like familiar with the Long Halloween, um, it's pretty much like Batman solving a crime for these murders because someone's killing people on holidays. So it's like kind of like a race to the clock, like to find out who did it, and he's pretty much interviewing um, all the villains throughout like Gotham to like figure it out. So like this is like exciting me because we're in we're getting our feet wet with the long Halloween and like if, if it was based on, it'd be so cool if it released on Halloween, like around like in October, but obviously oh, they wouldn't dude. do that. That'd they wouldn't so do dope. it. Cause it's, you know, summer numbers like they show, but that'd be so fucking cool. Like, Oh, that'd be so cool. Like a I Halloween want this theme now. Batman. I, I want, can we have right? this? Can, can I have this? I want this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me, take my money right now. And it's just, it's just, Oh, I, like, I couldn't stop thinking of it when I wrote it down. I was like, wow, they should, they really, and Ra- Matt Reeves is obviously passionate. He's not an idiot. So, like, if they did this in, like, incarnation, at least get their feet wet, like, a lot more than just than expected and, like, have something like this, like, it'd be really cool. And I don't know. I'm excited. But, like, in addition to this news, Dave Batista, this is nothing, but Dave Batista is interested in playing Bane. So that's really nothing. I don't think we need Bane. I'm, I'm satisfied with this, um, you know, cast of villains right now. But any final touches on this, like, topic right now? I mean, I kind of want 
I kind of want David. I kind of want Bane. I kind of want Dave Batista. I kind of want Dave Batista as Bane. Yeah. I'll swap think... out. I'll swap out. Um. I'll swap. Um, I'll yeah. Who would you swap out? out? I want Mad Hatter there. Like I don't want to swap him out. Yeah. Okay, like, we'll, we'll listen to this. I think Firefly is literally going to be the intro villain and get his ass yeah, kicked d- and then yeah, jailed. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I exa- I'm thinking the same exact thing. Like he's yeah. buzzing around Gotham and Batman takes him down, mm-hmm. and then like. He and then he comes across like a riddler, a riddler, a riddler riddle while he's doing that, and then like sets yeah. the story in motion. Exactly. But so I guess we need like I feel like we need Firefly and Mad Hatter because they're two new characters. Yes. So then at least and then we need Catwoman. Like you need that that you need that, you need that femme fatale. So at least Riddler, Penguin, and Two Face. And I feel like Two Face didn't get enough to do in in the Dark Knight Rises. So I want another Two Face. So, and then I feel like Riddler would probably be the master. I don't know, man. I it's want hard. Riddler though. I want Riddler. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel, like he, I feel like he'd kind of be like the mastermind. So like I. Yeah. That's it. I, I want seven. Just, I, I add, think, just throw Bane in. I I think he's the main villain in my opinion, Riddler. I think point. so too. Just have him be up here for a couple scenes and then have him come back in the second one. That's, well, that's it. Th- there we go. I would love to have Bane because as much as it's going to be noir inspired, like maybe the final climax is like when he's fighting Bane, like muscle, like. That's the part where we get our action, our action scenes, like what we get for the main audience, you know. Um, but at the same time, like Tom King's, and I think it's I think it's happened in the in the stories before, like like Tom King's run right now, setting up Bane to be this freaking insane mastermind. Like Tom King's run, the whole what what used to be a hundred is now eighty six or whatever. That's all Bane. That's all yeah. Bane, and that's all yeah, Bane being like super tactician. So like he doesn't even have to be just the the brawn. He could yeah. be like the tactician too. Like he could be the the strength that also has the brains to to combat Batman in a, in a number of different ways. So I want Dave Bautista's Bane, and I want him to just appear for a couple minutes to set it up, and then he could be in the second one. Well, no, you're absolutely right because you just reminded me Bane is a genius even before Tom King. Like I remember, watching, I thought he was. I thought he, he was. was. I couldn't yeah, remember. he was. Yeah, no, he was a ge- he's a, he is a tactician in his own way. But you know, the Batman and Robin, they didn't really give him that interpretation. They oh, that was horrible. Him. Yeah, so that's. I think that's what that's what the mindset of the you know basic fans like who just watch the movies instead of the comics because. I do remember watching like a now this video on Bane and like they were just explaining like oh. He's like actually a genius and shit like that, but that just gets thrown under the rug because you know we need muscle. Yeah, um, yep. So that's a wrap up for that. So we're going to bonus round. You know, just a fun fact: Avengers is forty million away from beating <sighs> Avatar's it's worldwide. It's so close. I don't think it's gonna do it. I don't know. Yeah, it I don't know because it, it's lost. It has like it's lost all its steam. The only way it's gonna make yeah. it is if Spider Man does. You know what I'm saying? Like people like if Spider people getting yeah. back into Marvel mode. Before if they do some type of com- yeah, exactly. If they do but it like, before, I wonder if they're doing Avatar worldwide. Do they consider re-releases? Because that's kind of unfair. They do, but honestly, I think I think that it only made ten million its re-release. I think. Okay. So, and if anything, it's still thirty million away, which it possibly could. It I don't know, man. It's lost so much steam. Like, because I'm curious how. Okay, so what's a theater? I don't know if you know this, but what's a theater movie shelf life for like being in theaters? Like, it's it's like hard because three months, Avatar months? was like some crazy number. Avatar was like four or five months, but I think That's the standard. So I think the standard. I think the standard now three is like months? two months, and two I think months? Avengers yeah. might end up with like three months. I think when Avengers come out. Oh yeah, it is. Damn, Matt. Uh, yeah, two months. Two months. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. 
So yeah, to I mean the yesterday was fifty million, today it's forty, like when I recently checked. So it's so close. It's so close. Like I don't really know when the cutoff is. I don't think anyone it, knows when the fucking cutoff uh, is. Yeah. Avengers Avengers just left the top ten for this week, which is pretty big. So it's it was number eleven. So it's lost a lot of steam. Um like I said, I think the only way it's gonna make it is if Spider Man gives it a little bump because people Spider Man's coming out when? Spider Man July July fourth? Like the weekend of the fourth. Is it? I I I actually have no idea. I just know it's in July. Let's take it out real quick. Yeah. It is July. Uh July. I'm like clicking it's like I'm on the page and it's like so hard to find July second. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's July July second. Okay. Because the reason I'm asking is like how much you know spacing like what today's today's the seventeenth, so it's like I'm looking at my calendar. You, uh, eh. I, I think the film, I think Avengers will still be playing, just in a, could. A, a very few screenings when Spider Man comes out. Because the Captain Marvel was still screening when Endgame came out, and it got, um, when Captain Marvel came out, people were watching it before Endgame, like. Just to catch that, up. Exactly. So that's what I'm you thinking. Know, so it might, that's something you might get a little bit of a bump from Spider-Man. But we'll see, man. It's going to be close. Yeah. Uh, I, I really, I'm kind of like, I wouldn't bet. If I had to bet money right now, I just wouldn't know where to put my money. Because I'm like, it's, uh, it's it could. 50. Yeah, it could and it couldn't. But if we continue, I know you didn't watch this, but I didn't finish the first season. Umbrella Academy is getting a season two and already beginning filming. Um, this was an interesting tidbit. Dark side, Dark side had was released by Zack Snyder, and it was like an image of him like in that flashback scene of them fighting. Um, what's his fucking name? Um, Steppenwolf. Yeah, Steppenwolf. I keep for, yeah Steppenwolf. Yeah, Steppenwolf and all that stuff. But you see him from afar, and it's kind of a flashback scene from Cyborg because Cyborg's like in his human form with his family, and he has like a nightmare. Um, cool. I can't I, stand that Zack's doing this. By the way. I know, because remember he was bitching about like people saying, "Oh, I can't believe Batman's killing people," and like he flipped out and like on stage and was like, "You know what? Fuck yeah, he kill- he's he's a Batman that kills." Like you guys got to get used to it. Like I'm like, dude, the movie's over, man. Like relax. Right, right. Like I can't stand. Oh, it's- he's posting on his Vero like all this stuff of it. It's like, dude, like the Snyder like, cut don't sucks. Get me wrong. Probably you definitely. You had, I mean, you dealt, you dealt a horrible loss. You know, his daughter committed suicide. Like that's completely, that, that comes first. But like, move, like putting that, like t- t- let's let's talk about your directing before that. You weren't good, and your films weren't good. So don't act like you were going to introduce Dark Side and like the 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 leaked premise that he had for these five films. I thought that it they was insane. so stupid. It was insane. So stupid. Yeah, it was too convoluted i'm like in a two-hour movie like how how and i don't know it's i'm fucking hearing about it every two weeks and i'm like dude the snyder cut's gone (laughs) right it's 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 gone it wasn't it it wasn't gonna be good it wasn't gonna be good anyway in my opinion like what you can't save it like what else could you possibly have like okay superman suits black whatever there's no (laughs) there's there's no there's no depth to Superman because we don't care for him that much yet. Yep. We haven't even had Superman two. Like, yep. we don't care for Henry Cavill yet. There's no weight. That's why we care when Tony Stark dies. 
10, you know? 10 years, 11 years, you know? Yeah. Like, it's... Ah. Uh, if you're going to do fucking black Superman, you got to have long hair, too. Like, a beard oh, and hell all that yeah. shit. Like, yeah, you got to gotta be all gruff and shit. But, like, it was kind of just weird. Like, fuck it. It's over, man. Fuck it. And <laughs> moving on. Quiet Place 2 delves into the origins of the monsters. You know, I'm excited for that. Um, John Krasinski's back. He's directing. So... Any thoughts on this one? That's cool. I mean, I don't necessarily like my first thought is that I don't need to know more about them. I, I thought that was fine. I'm just being like a mystery, a mystery. But at the same time, I'm not like angry about it. I'm sure hopefully you'll come up with something interesting. Yeah. So we're going to move on. Detective Pikachu is you can now claim as the highest grossing video game movie of all time, along with the best reviewed. So it actually beat out Tomb Raider which had 357 million with Angelina Jolie. And the question is, is like, is, and this was in 2001. So the question is, is Sonic the Hedgehog going to beat it? I really doubt Sonic's going to beat it. I don't, it might I get a, highly doubt it. I, it might get a boost. Cause all the fucking drama, you know, like re- remaking the Sonic himself. Um, I guess I see. That's the thing. You did tell me this was a video game and I was like, I guess it counts. But at the same time, I don't feel like it does. I don't know why. Um, I still haven't seen Detective Pikachu. I heard it's fine. Me neither. I, I want to see um, it, but I just, ha- I just, yeah, yeah. Me neither. I had one day I was supposed to like trying to see it, but I was like, ah, never mind. Like, eh, whatever. I'll, I'll just like stream it somewhere. Um, my favorite video game is still Mortal Kombat. Like, I'll say that out loud. <laughs> um, I really don't have much to say about about it, but it's not really a high stand. Eh. It's Pokemon. That's the thing that beat, like, raised the bar up because it's such an iconic name. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything you want to add, man? No, I just want to real quick. Uh, that dark seat, that dark side um, image. image had the caption, careful, Victor. If you go inside the mother boxes, they will fuck with you big time. That's not Father's Day. That's a trick. Right after that. <laughs> Right after that, when Barry runs time back after the league's initial failure and uses the epic jolt of Speed Force to protect Vic, Vic, project Vic into the boxes. So apparently... That's the ending, right? In the Snyder, in the Snyder cut, Superman and Cyborg were going to die after failing to defeat Stephen Wolf and the mother boxes. And so Flash was going to go back in time to give him a second chance. I, I don't care. I don't want that. I don't it just care doesn't. About that. It doesn't make sense, man. Because I was like, "Are they? Are they?" When he went back in time, it's like, "Are they hinting injustice?" That's like, dude. That's what they were hinting at. It was like, "Why?" It's so like, weird. That's it, so it's, weird. It's too early. It's too exactly. early. Exactly. Exactly. We don't. Have, would ha- Superman's already gritty. Why do we need to make him even more gritty? I fucking hate that because it's like they're trying to be edgy and shit, but like we haven't even established a universe. Superman is supposed to be the Captain America of this fucking universe. Like, and he's like emotional and like and and just like brooding, just brooding. Like, I don't know. So I, the only thing I like about Superman is the music by Hans Zimmer. Like I love the theme. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a really good. It's a really good uh, soundtrack. Um, but that was funny. What you read that? I was like, holy shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, fuck that. And it, well, okay. So get like, if you're thinking about Justice League, I, I, it sucks for Ezra Miller. You know, it's not his fault. He did his job. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it really does suck. And like, is this going to be the only interpretation of him? Because like, remember, they were in talks of saying, "Oh, Flashpoint is going to be the reboot of this universe," and then now Flashpoint's not even happening. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Oh my gosh, <laughs> they they are like, oh my gosh, 
<sighs> All right. Fuck. I fucking hate this stupid shit that keeps coming back. But Tarantino Star Trek. So speaking with <laughs> Empire, speaking with Empire, Tarantino makes it again this week. He was asking on an update of the current stage of the you know Star Trek movie. He said, "There's a script that exists for now. I need to weigh in on it, and I have to be able to. And I haven't been able to do it because obviously he has his movie coming out." Um, and then for the MPA rating, he was actually saying, "Oh, it's going to be radar." So I'm not a Trekkie. I'm more of a Star Wars guy. Um, never seen the Star Trek properties except the main movies. I um, I trust Tarantino because one. They need a Hail Mary for Star Trek right now when it comes to movie properties. And two, I don't, Tarantino is a fan himself, so I don't think they're going to have like F-bombs every five seconds. But I do, you know, I'm, I'm expecting a sex scene or two from like Vulcan sex or something. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I, I'm, I'd rather have him than, because it's going to bring the massive audience, not just Trekkie fans, you know? Yeah. And... It's kind of weird because we talked about Zoro and Django being a possibility, and you know he wants to retire after ten movies, so he only has one movie left. So I just want to see Star Trek. Fuck it, I don't care what the fan base says. You can have your TV <laughs> shows, which are doing great, in my opinion. But would you be interested in a Star Trek radar? Uh, I you know I don't, I don't yeah. I honestly don't know. I mean. It's it, I like I mean it does sound interesting just because it's like two different like it's like you're mixing two different flavors that don't normally go together so if in that regard it sounds interesting I mean I I don't know I don't know I I I, I, re, I remain neutral on on that position on that yeah because like uh I'm watching like my YouTubers and they're like it's half and half like for real like just half and half divided straight down. Um, we'll see. It's way too early to even, you know, be really talking about it because it's he, they finished the script. It's just not. Just I will the say script doesn't mean it's it's gonna happen, you know. So. Oh yeah, definitely. I will say if I had to choose between, if he has ten in him, and I had mm-hmm. to choose between this and Zoro Django, I'd oh, choose Zoro Django. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I would like when I let that marinate in my mind, I'm like, oh, that's gonna be sound so cool. You have a sword fighter and a gunslinger, and it's radar. Ugh. That'd Give it to cool. us now. Yeah, put it on the table right now. But if we're going outside, um, you know, I guess more into science fiction, actually, we're going to delve into that. Besides, like, comic books, um, the, the Division, the video game's getting a release on Netflix. So <clears throat> it's getting directed by David Leitch, who, along with screenwriter Rafe Judkins. So David did Hobbs and Shaw. He's a director of Atomic Blonde. Um, he's uncredited on John Wick, but he did produce it, and he did No Good Deed, and he directed Deadpool 2. So the Division movie was announced three years ago, and now they're saying that Jessica Chastain and Jake Gyllenhaal are into Star, and J- Chastain along is going to help produce it. Um, so if no one knows really the Division, this is like a summary of it. In the near, fu- in the near future, a, pan- a pandemic virus is spread via paper money on Black Friday. That's fucking crazy. Um, decimating yeah. a city of New York and killing millions by Christmas. What's left of society has descended into chaos. A group of civilians trained to operate in catastrophic times are activated in an attempt to save what of who and what remains. Ooh, damn. People have some fucked up minds. That's like <laughs> genius. That's genius. Black Friday and dollars. Holy shit. Um, did you play the division? No, no, I've 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 seen it at like every E3, but I have not um 
it, that's a game that you de- like. That's a game that relies heavily on ha- on having friends who also have the game. Exactly. Um, yeah. And I didn't I didn't have friends until like I know my one friend has it now, but you know I didn't have anybody to play it with, so I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get it. No, I, I completely agree with that statement. And plus, like the only reason I didn't really think of buying it is because like it's Ubisoft, so I need to see the game like after because like Ubisoft is kind of besides like, miss. The, yeah besides the Assassin's Creed series which is still kind of like i'm tr- like iffy about and i think it needs to end um you know i just it, it's a cool concept to be honest but like once you look at the division what's the budget on this motherfucking movie like we're talking cities. yeah it's confusing we're talking like i am legend city shut down like how are you gonna do this in a budget like with new york I, that's a good, yeah it, that's it's a good just weird and netflix movies are hit or miss because, like, what was that movie with um, Os- Oscar Isaac, Ben Affleck, um, the guy from Sons of Anarchy? Oh, um, um, uh, bothering me. It was, it was like a combination of words. It Final was like, Frontier? Uh, is that not- yeah, is it? Yeah, I think, it? is that it? Triple, 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 triple Frontier. Triple Frontier, yeah, 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 yeah. Triple Frontier. So, like, that movie was, it was good with the cast, but it felt like a Netflix movie, but it wasn't that good, in my opinion. So it's like I liked it. You liked it? I, I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was dope. Out of ten, give me your rating. I kind of was like a seven, six, six and a half. Yeah, yeah, I'd give it a seven and a half. I'd give it like a, a seven. Okay, and a, a seven, okay. So seven I know and a half, you... high, maybe high, low eight, seven at point. Okay. I, 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 I really enjoyed it. Okay, so at least I know where you stand because it did have a stacked cast, and I don't think it was the it was their fault. I think it was just the writing for me. Like I just thought I expected more, but. Whatever, like, my opinion is, I just don't think Netflix movies are developing. And, like, if they're going to really go off on The Division, especially, one, it's a video game property. And you do have huge stars, especially with Jessica Chastain coming up with it, too. Uh, I need to see the moot trailer because I don't understand how they're going to do this budget. So I agree. Um, we'll move on. This I'm very excited for this. Um, Dr. Sleep trailer dropped. Oh, so excited! Because if you guys don't know, uh, Doctor Sleep Obi-Wan. is a sequel. Yeah, <laughs> Obi Ben Kenobi's in it, aka Ewan McGregor. But Doctor Sleep is a sequel to Shining, and it takes with Danny Torrance years later. And I'm so excited because the trailer. So if no one knows that Stanley Kubrick directed Shining, and Stephen King hated it, and a lot of fans are iffy on the movie of like what direction it went. And I saw in the YouTube comments, some people were like, oh, if this has any ties to the movie, um, I'm not about it. But I'm like, you can tie the book, like Dr. Sleep, to the uh, movie, but just adding the iconic scenes. You know, it doesn't have to be like right. re- referenced completely. Because I'll, I'll tell this from my experience, like reading Dr. Sleep and hearing, not reading it, but reading about it and then hearing people that read it. Dr. Sleep is a whole different vibe compared to The Shining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard the same thing. It's, yeah, it's not horror. It's more like a thriller type of thing. And I think they're just trying to pull in as much as they can to the other audience, like Red Rum and all the, you know, the iconic scenes of The Shining yep. just to bring them mm-hmm. in. Um, but Keanu, like, what are your thoughts on Dr. Sleep? And like what, are you, like, what are your thoughts on The Shining overall? Like, does this excite you that Ben Kenobi's impersonating Danny Torrance, especially with the hot streak of what Stephen King is because we just got um, Pet Cemetery, which I liked, um, but like this is the renaissance of Stephen King right now. All properties. Uh, I think 
Well, I, the The Shining is a horror classic. Um, I definitely think you know. I understand that fans of King and fans of the not fans of the novel don't I mean might not like it, but there's there's also no disputing that's a classic. Um, so you know, like you can you can enjoy it as a horror film and also be and also feel that it's not a good Shining ad- adaptation. But um, I love I love my boy Ewan. I think he's a great. I think Ewan McGregor is a fantastic actor i i mean i love him in anything he's in i'm excited for him to be playing that character uh i'm excited for the film and i for me personally i i I actually i feel the exact same way you do which is they should just you know they should show or hint at the big scenes from the shining um and they can do that without it kind of like diluting it or by like tying it too heavily to stanley stanley kubrick version Mm mm-hmm so we're going to move on. Um, this actually, I think it's dropped today. Um, so Hunger Games is actually getting a prequel. And Suzanne Collins is actually releasing a trilo- um, you know, more more books. So it's going to have material to base it off of. So according to The Hollywood Reporter, Collins is currently writing a prequel novel set 64 years before the start of the original Hunger Games novel. So this is currently untitled and is scheduled for May 19, 2020. Are you a big Hunger Games, Hunger Games fan? I'm not, but... I did enjoy. I read the books in high school. It was actually my, like my teacher assigned it to us. Um, I enjoyed the book in high. The I only read the original. I enjoyed it in high school. Watched the okay. original movie. I enjoyed the movie. I didn't. But I didn't watch. I didn't watch or read the sequels. But um, I am excited by this news just because I feel like that's actually. I'm excited. I'm apprehensively excited because I feel like that's a really cool prospect. Like I feel like that's a really cool idea. Like 64 years before the original. So like it's probably when they first started the Hunger Games. It's probably mm-hmm. like. The government's in disarray and like whatever like you get to see why why a nation would get to that point so i think it's a really cool idea i don't know i feel like the sequels are super hokey i feel like they're super like teen drama i feel like the first one yes. was a really cool balance of like this really battle royale with the teenage romance aspect being a good balance i feel like the second and third one got really melodramatic so that's the reason why i'm apprehensively excited because i think it's a really cool premise and i want to see it t- taken like to new heights but i don't know that it's necessarily going to do that because i feel like the sequels were kind of hokey have you seen battle royale the asian movie i know of it i haven't seen it oh it's so okay so if you guys don't know battle royale is like a japanese hunger games but it's like bloody it's like realistic yeah and i i felt uncomfortable watching it, it <laughs> just, it's on netflix it's really fucked up though like in my because they if they don't fight and they don't kill each other they have like a contraption on their neck that explodes so what, you know, some type of suicide squad. Yeah, don't you fucking say that. <laughs> <laughs> nice job, Will Smith. But, um, I completely with the teen. I completely agree with the teen drama because when I think Hunger Games, I'm thinking like Divergent and then Maze Runner coming out. Yep, yep, yep. And yep. I, okay, I'm gonna put this straight up. Like I, I, I liked Hunger Games the first one, but when I talked to people that read the books, I heard the it's pretty accurate to the books from like um, for the first movie and the second movie. And um, I, I'm not really a fan and I'm not a fan of prequels. I fucking hate prequels. And I'm just like, <laughs> as much, no, you're throwing good stuff. Like saying like, yeah, because the, the world is cool. The world is very cool. And I'm like, okay, it's a prequel. Like, what is this? Like a tie in universe to the fucking purge. Like now we're just going to do it to like one person instead of like <laughs> all of society. I don't know. It's just, I was never huge on it. It's such a big fan base, but is is the fan is it is it too late? 
Is that? I, like, I think, a, it, I think it could. I think it could be too late. I think that's about that. That is a real possibility. You know, because like we were in high school, right? Yeah. High school, maybe late high school, like maybe junior, um, junior. Senior I was, year. yeah, I was, I was. I'm pretty sure I was a junior. Yeah, so that's when that took off, and before that, it was Twilight. So it's like a next teen drama, whatever. Like was the next trend. I don't know. I think it's a little. I'm gonna see. Um, what was the last one? Kill a mocking uh, to kill. <laughs> to kill no not kill <laughs> that was a clip that's a clip right there <laughs> to kill a mockingbird what a fucking class that's the original prequel mocking jay was it mocking jay right yeah it was i'm pretty sure it was mocking jay to yeah. kill a mockingbird fuck me so the last the last move uh part one was in 2014 so the next movie was <laughs> to kill a mockingbird i'm a fucking clown um <laughs> Last one was 2015, so four years. Has it only been four years? Yeah, doesn't that feel like longer? It feels like it's been like a decade. It just feels like it's been forever. And like you're not having Katniss. And Jennifer Lawrence... Which is I'm actually a... happy about because I'm, 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 I'm J-Lawed out already. Yeah, she was... But that's the thing. Like She's not in her prime anymore. You know what I mean? She's not like the hot thing. Like what's, yeah, the, hot, I agree. what's the hot thing right now? I'm trying to think. The Rock. Um, Damn right it's The Rock. Um... I'm trying to think. Uh, like, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying, I'm trying to think. Because like, remember Sam Worthington was supposed to be the shit? Right, and that went nowhere. Because like, oh. like J-Law, was, she was the, like the hot item during that time. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of who is like that now. And I can't, you know, honestly, like I can't even, maybe Margot Robbie, maybe? Like I can't even, uh, I feel like that's, I feel like that's, that's a reach. It, that's a reach, yeah. yeah. I mean, who else? Like, like, see, Margot Robbie made, um, you know, sp- her name is spread out because of like her looks, like clearly, and like she had a couple of good roles. Like Wolf of Wall Street was like such an iconic movie. Um, but besides that, I don't know. Like, well, in this past couple of weeks, Keanu Reeves is right now. Like, damn right. But you know what's cool? Because like whoever ha- whoever his manager is, time the fuck out of it for all these things that happened back to back and wasn't like too much saturation of him, you know, like I don't feel like saturated with Keanu Reeves right now. It's like a good steady amount where it's spaced out, Yeah, yeah. you know, and yeah, I don't know. Hunger games. Cool. Um, so this next bit is monsters at work. So Disney plus is recruiting a, a spinoff sequel to monsters Inc. So monsters Inc is really like a close one to me and toy story especially same here same here Both i think of them. It's, i think it's because like they timed it with uh, monsters university when we left for college yeah exactly that's the thing I, it, it tied to our lives especially toy story 2 like those in one hand in hand um so the, the plot for this series is surrounding a monster named tyler tyler tuscum tuscumon a monsters at work will focus on the character as he climbs in the facility ranks, taking place six months after his Monsters Inc. Monsters at work. We'll see Tuskmon t- looking up to Mike and Sully. So I'm interested. You know, I don't. You can you can run this thing for as long as you want because of the series. But Keanu, I mean, what are your thoughts on Monsters Inc.? Like, how close was it to you, and what do you think of this uh, spinoff series? Um, exactly, dude. Like you said, Toy Story, Monsters Inc. Super close to home. Uh, Toy Story three, when Andy goes to college, and then Monsters University, they literally came out right when we were going to college. Yeah. 
I love the franchise. My brother used to watch the first Monsters Inc. like on repeat in the car, like for like a year, like straight. Like it's crazy. <laughs> so like it's ingrained in my head. I love it. It was just in Kingdom Hearts three. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm excited for the series. I love that it has the original cast. I love that it has um, John Goodman, Billy Crystal, Jennifer Tilly. Like I love that it has the original actors. Oh um, shit! Jennifer Tilly was in that. She yeah, was the girl, yeah. um, the snake girl. Celia. Right? Yeah. Celia. Yeah. And um, that the the new guy Tyler Tyler he's voiced by Ben Feltman. I'm actually a huge fan of his from Superstore. Um, so I'm super excited about this show, and I I can't wait. It's just more more like I love that I love that Disney Plus is only six like six dollars or whatever, and I love that's not based on how much I want it because. Like if it was based on it, like they just keep coming out with more stuff that I'm like, yep, I would I would have subscribed just for this. So the fact that everything I want everything is just an added bonus. Yeah, it's it kind of makes it perfect because my brother pays for our Netflix, so like I'm gonna buy this. Like this is gonna be and, the added and, to my bill, and, and it's gonna work out because it. it's only six. Yeah, and it's shared. Uh, we all share the shit, and I'll be like, all right, fine. Here's my account. Um, you know. Oh man, it's just you know they're making so much money and like six dollars. Do you think that's gonna stay the six dollars price, or is it like the initial push and then they're gonna raise mm. it up? Mm. I don't know, man. I think it might. I think at least for a year or two it'll stay that price because I think I think they don't have such a massive sign up. I think so many people will pay for it up front. Yeah, that they won't have to worry about gouging gouging for price. I think it will go up and excuse me price eventually just because that's like it's disney it's business but i think at least for the first year at least the first year it'll stay six because i think it has so much content that so many people are going to sign up that they won't have to raise the price because they're just going to be making so much money hand over fist yeah um i just don't know how okay so disney's already a, a fucking behemoth of an empire so it's like i'm just wondering how they making they're making this profit off the six dollars it's kind of so like, how much is Hulu? Do you like? I I get it for free because of Spotify, so I don't really know the price. And Netflix right five. now, same. Um, Netflix right now, it kind of bumped up. I know that because my brother does pay for like the 4K package and stuff. Me too. So I think that's what twelve dollars. It's I know it's double digits. It's even but... more, dog. I think it's like seventeen bucks. I yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. So um, it's so it's I pay for I pay for all of our streaming services because my dad pays for the actual cable. We still have cable, uh, actually, because internet, cable, and phone, you end up end up just working out better just to have the whole package. But um, I don't even I pay touch for cable. Our... I don't even touch cable I s- anymore. I still watch it. Well, I still watch it, and like my sister watches like all the kids' channels and stuff, and um, yeah. I still watch like all the premium channels. But uh, I think. I pay for all of them. So like I pay for, for I think Netflix with 4K is like 17 bucks. Mm. I, I get Hulu through Spotify as well, but I think Hulu on its own is like six bucks with ads. Um, yeah, like six bucks with ads, 11 or 12 without. Okay. Um, and then um, I pay, and then I do DC Universe, which is six a month or something. And uh when I did, like I said, I did CBS just for like a month or two, just for a Twilight Zone. That was way overpriced. That was like ten bucks for no commercials. And you ended um, that, so I did that, yeah, yeah. And then I also do. I also subscribe to Boomerang, uh, which is like all the old cartoon network cartoons. Oh, how is uh, that? I forgot that came out. Oh, I love it. Uh, everyone in my house uses it. Uh, I I love classic cartoons. My mom, my mom loves the cartoons from when she was younger. They have like all like, like the old Scooby Doo's. They 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 have the whole the whole series of Flintstones, all the spinoffs. They have the Jetsons. That's like sixty a year. 
Um, and that was okay. that's worth the price. That's all. That's worth that's the worth price. It. Like, that's worth it. Because I yeah. used so much. Yeah, that's not that's not bad. What? Yeah, I'm for that. I I did I did remember hearing about that. Um, it's so, worth it alone just because it has the entire Flintstone series and like the DVD yeah. for the whole Flintstone series is like I'm pretty sure like sixty bucks at least at least sixty bucks. Yeah, sixty bucks. You just got like you're paying five bucks. That's not that's not. Much. And you're getting all these shows. You're getting all these shows. Yeah, I do love like retro shit. Like, I don't know. I just like the old school stuff. Um, so like we're gonna final bits. It's kind of just wrap up because E3 was like last week and just our thoughts on it um we can start with avengers you know it's uh, released by square enix and it's coming up may 15 2020 and it's gonna have an ever-expanding universe so it's gonna be like consistently growing with new superheroes and that like every new hero in the world will be added for free which was awesome for the announcement but after we thought it was pretty cool the internet was like in disarray you know like with the costumes I mean, mm-hmm. Cap, Cap looks like a SWAT guy, but I mean, I it, his helmet grew on me. I just didn't like the body armor. Um, what did you expect? It wasn't gonna be Chris Evans and like the fucking cast, you know? Right, like, we're right. And like, especially Spider Man. Bl- Black Widow did did look a little, a little. Yeah, they're saying she looks like Far- uh, Prince Farquaad and like Prince I, Charming. I, yeah, see, they could they need to work. They need to work. like um in Inju- like injustice the original injustice like I felt like half of the female characters on that roster like they were like not the character design was not there like I like I thought they all I think actually all of them like I think most of the characters in the original injustice look super weird and um and and for the Avengers I definitely think Black Widow they need to work on her model um, Thor some of his hair graphics did not look up to stuff for a a, a late ps4 generation game um but the game as a whole looks exciting yeah i yeah i I just it's it's too early you know it's it's the teaser um the funny thing is like when they showed hank pym i was like who the fuck's hank pym i'm like oh that's the real ant-man i'm so used to scott and like he doesn't look like hank pym at all and i'm like all right well i'll take it um but I actually read some articles like the gameplay is like so Thor is kind of like God of War gameplay. Um, Hulk was kind of like the funnest thing. Like it's kind of like Assassin's Creed because apparently you can walk up the walls and shit with Hulk. Black Widow is kind of all right. And then they did say like Captain America was like Arkham Asylum like combat style like throwing the shield countering like I'm excited for that. I'm just kind of curious like how it's going to be with all four characters like Hulk's going to be jumping. Thor's going to be flying if you wanted to. You know, I really think that if they're gonna do Tony Stark or Iron Man, they should really base it off Anthem with like how they fly. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, E three, what's your what's your overall thoughts? I thought it was okay. I, I the only thing I was excited for was just Nintendo because like I love Sony, so they weren't there, so it kind of didn't feel like E three. It's kind of underwhelming in my opinion, but that doesn't mean it wasn't bad. You know? Yeah, you very you hit the nail on the head. Um... You know, I've been watching. I, I commented on a, an Instagram an Instagram account I follows. I follow. Um, they were talking about it, and uh, the kid who runs it is young, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, this is like my fifth, fifth, fourth or fifth year watching it. This was the worst E3 I saw." And I was like, "Listen, kid, all right, yeah. let 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 an elder come into this conversation. Yeah. I've we're been watching E3. I've been watching E3 for 15 years, and this was this is this was gold. This was uh, yeah. this was um." Uh, this was a 2001 a space odyssey compared to like late 2000s 
when like we had with the Wii Music presentation for for Nintendo, when we had Mr. Caffeine for Ubisoft. I mean, these were it, they were there when Sony used to do their conference. It was it was like two hours, and the whole first hour was just them talking about their their sales numbers. Mm-hmm. So I'm so like I I like. It's one of those things where like we started from the bottom, now we're here, and like the original E3s um, from when I was younger, like they they some of them really sucked. So this wasn't a bad E3; it was just a lackluster E3. And it's like you said, I I'm the same way. I, I was I always loved Nintendo and Sony. I don't mind Xbox. I enjoy I enjoy watching Xbox, but I look forward to Sony and Nintendo. And with Sony, you know, cutting calling it quits this year, not being there, it was only you only really had Nintendo to look forward to. Um, it wasn't a bad E3. Um, every presentation was a good presentation. There was no cringy moments. They, uh, they, 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 you know, they showed the games. It was game after game after game, and um, a lot of the games they showed looked polished. It's just there wasn't any, you know, E3. One of the best parts of it is the surprise factor. It's the oh man, like I didn't expect this. Um, everything we saw, we expected. We've we've waited years to see Avengers. We waited years to see Final Fantasy. We've waited um, years years or a year officially but years to see animal crossing mm-hmm. so it was a good e3 it just was a lackluster e3 just for the sake of just because ps uh because sony sony wasn't there and everything that was announced we've seen yeah so i enjoyed it but it, like you know and, and it, it was like a universal opinion that just was like it was like ah that was that was neat but it was still next fun. year yeah it was fun and and next year i mean listen next year should be amazing because yeah. Xbox and Sony mm-hmm. are going to show their new consoles, and yeah. then so that means they have to show games to go with it to show off the tech. So next year, Bethesda might show Elder Scrolls finally. They might show Starfield finally. We'll see the new consoles. Nintendo will show Metroid Prime Four. What about the so, Switch? And, Possibly the Switch. Will we get? A, you think that'll be before it? The new releases for it. I think. They either yeah, I think they'll either be before or right yeah. around that time. Like mm-hmm. I think they'll probably be, if they're gonna be, if they're gonna make them, I think they'll be announced before that time, and either coming out right before E3 or coming out right after E3. And so the E3 itself won't be about announcing it; it'll be about showing some games that utilize it. But I think it'll just be one. I think it'll be like the new 3DS, where it's basically the same thing as a Switch, but it just has a little bit of a of a better um, power, like you know, like graphics engine and all that, and you know, whatever the per- terminology is. And so it'll just be kind of mar- marginally better. But I don't think it'll be anything like brand new. But I think they'll have they'll they'll, they'll have a bunch of games to show. Bayonetta three, Metro Prime four. Yeah. Uh, so I think next year is going to be pretty exciting. I'm excited, and one thing that really sold me, like, okay, so when next year happens, we're gonna have we're gonna be deep into Google Stadia, and I'm wondering like, are they gonna have like a play in it? Because I know they're getting major games, like they're getting. Avengers and I'm I'm curious with this whole cloud gaming thing I'm really fascinated by it and I don't know what are your thoughts on Google Stadia because I'm just waiting for November to hit to see how it works because I would love to give it a shot and just to I see definitely I definitely is. think that it's it has a lot of potential I don't th- I think it's gonna be a very slow process because no matter how much technology they put behind it internet is just not there across America that's just a yeah. fact it's in Japan, fact. it's in Japan that they get like 100 million gig- gigabits per second, but across America, it's just not there. So no matter how they optimize it, we won't be there the year it comes out. I think it'll be something that slowly. I think it'll be slowly. It'll build up. Um, I think. I think they, it seems like they're going to have the content early on to support it. It just won't be like the actual physical bandwidth. I don't think will be up to snuff. So I think, um, like, because like you said, yeah, like you said, they 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 show that they're gonna. 
they're going to have a bunch of games and um like ubisoft already announced they're going to be supporting it and mm-hmm. um but also like microsoft like microsoft is is doing their own is doing their own cloud based thing x cloud and there's rumors that sony microsoft and nintendo all three of them are going to actually work together to use that x cloud technology mm-hmm. so it looks like it might be like the future might end up being console versus console versus google google yeah because that's that's, the, that's what they were bo- saying about xbox like yeah they weren't, and, they weren't going against P, uh, sony they were actually just going against google at that point and the rumor you know and the, and the rumor is that they're gonna um it's gonna be a matter of straight up streaming with stadia or console based streaming where you get on where you get you can you can run a like you can run a beautiful game without the cloud so you're not reliant on the internet, but at the same time, it'll be cloud enabled. So you can pl- you can even amp it up even more. So mm-hmm. it'll look beautiful to begin with, but then you could use the cloud to make it look like crystal f- clear, 4K, um, 60 frame. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I think I think Stadia is going to be successful. I think I just think it's going to take a very long time to be successful mm-hmm. because I don't because of the internet. And I think we'll end up seeing that same amount of support in consoles. Um, and it'll be it'll, it'll be interesting. Well, that's my cousin. Like he's into the whole. He's a PC guy, and he's like, "Dude, I think I'm gonna get uh, Sadia." And I'm like, "I I think it's a smart concept. Absolutely, it's the future." And also, the price is another big thing, right? Like, yeah, if you're a PC gamer, then you're already invested in high end graphics cars yeah, and stuff. Exactly. So it's like, if you're already a PC gamer, Stadia might not be worth it in the beginning because if it's expensive you already spent the money on your graphics card and you get mm-hmm. probably similar results so that's another thing is, is the price yeah it's that's what i'm saying like we got to see wait till november and see how it actually drops and performs because like the people are saying oh they played fucking doom on a chromebook and i'm like that's interesting to hear like it is pe- yeah absolutely and plus, like you know microsoft they were ahead of Sony because they they wanted to do uh, you know cloud based gaming and you know remember they made an Xbox without any fucking CD um, thing like uh, mm-hmm. where you put your CD in it's just all through the internet so I don't know it's a it, it's a great concept and I so me personally I'm such a physical like I'm physical with everything I I like physical comics I like physical cartridges like when I get my switch tomorrow I'm literally gonna get the cartridges like oh I'm the same way for my every game I get is physical I I like to have it I like to hold it I like to collect it exactly so that's the thing I like to do too like I still collect my movie tickets like I have them since like 2010 um but I mean like if I had to think about games that really stood out um you know cyberpunk of course that was great oh I can't wait but you know what kind of grew on me? Um, Link's Awakening, getting that reboot and like the style of it looks really cool. Yeah, it looks fun. It looks it looks it different. Lo- like it looks something I would take because I don't know. Just like the re- it, I wasn't sold on it, but then I learned about it. I'm like okay, and then you know Ultimate Alliance, I'm already sold. Avengers, I still need to see some new stuff, but I liked it. It was it looked cool. Like, it's it's cinematic as hell, um, and there's no loot boxes, so it's like sign me up. <laughs> yeah, like. I was like, take notes, EA. Like, seriously, like, and now fucking Mortal Kombat's starting to do like loot crates with the, the whole uh, crypt. Um, yeah, man. It's ridiculous. It's just all money makers. But, like I said, underwhelming. I mean, what, what were the top games that stood out besides Cyberpunk? Because I know you're gonna say that. 
uh, Cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, um, Luigi, you know, for me, Luigi's Mansion Three. I'm the a fact huge that that's fan of that. Multiplayer, multiplayer. Yeah, exactly. Co-op wow. too. Like, I'm a huge fan of that franchise. I love the atmosphere. I, you know, Luigi. I love I love horror. I love yes. Ghostbusters. I love Luigi. So, like, all those things in one game literally makes me faint. Um, you know, that Cyberpunk, Luigi's Mansion Three. Uh, what else stood out? Um, to a degree, Final Fantasy. Um, Seven. The remake. Yeah, 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 and... yeah. And um, like I, as a kind of like a kind of as a joke, but not really. Um, the Lego Star Wars remastered because okay, I love that game. Bad. Yeah, that's like a that's a fun game to play. Any Lego version I think is really fun, dude. I didn't even know they had. Um, so I was looking at the E3 sales for Nintendo. I didn't know they had Final Fantasy VII on the Switch, which is so cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I really wanted to buy it now. I'm like, oh, they have a bunch crazy. of the. They're expensive though, man. Like all of the rem- all the re-releases are like expensive for no reason. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna get with the sale. But the sale is only digital, so I was like, ah, fuck. Like I, you know, like I said, I like having the cartridge with me. Um, well, the good that's the good thing at least is like I think like the the Final Fantasy re-release is only digital anyway. Yeah, there's that. Um, any final thoughts on E3 before we close out? Dude, when they showed Banjo, man. Yo, why didn't I even mention that? Oh my for god! Smash people were people. There's people cried, man. People were like emotional. Dude, I wish I made a reaction because I was like, they fucking did it. <laughs> they thought I was crazy because like, when we first released Smash, I was like, how did they not have Banjo? Like that was a rumor, and Shadow was a rumor too. I was like, oh, they're gonna yeah, be yeah. It. And then it didn't happen. I'm like, dude, this is a fucking loss that they don't have Banjo. And my boy's obsessed with like. He's a pure Nintendo head, so he 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 almost cried when King K. Rule was like announced. Oh, same, and, and it was so exciting. Yeah, and now Banjo, like finally, like we have him. It and, just goes to show how much best friends Nintendo and Microsoft are becoming. Yes, yes, I was just gonna say that, and because it's like it's the original Banjo, it's not the nuts and bolts Banjo. You know? Yeah, and the fact that banjo's back in nintendo is like a, such a great feeling and now i'm like are we gonna get like a spyro or like crash bandicoot like who else are we gonna get like i'm curious yeah dude i can't we got two characters left in, in the season one uh in the fir- in the fighter pass uh, we don't know if we're gonna get a second fighter pass but we know in the first fighter pass we have two characters left and uh it'll be interesting to see who those characters are it better not be some bullshit like Piranha Plant because that's some stupid shit. I don't know. Well, look, at least well, I, I did like that Piranha Plant was like he's he's an extra. He's like a he's like a extra character. Like he's not part of the original five. Like he's just like I feel like they had like extra they had like extra time and they were just like hey let's make this this random character. I low key want well there's two things. One I want a Castlevania character like another one like Alucard. I would love to have him instead of like an assist trophy. And then two I think they should make another Castlevania game. Like, oh, I agree. Yeah, like a, maybe maybe make it like a platformer, but like update it where it's like, okay, say they, let's let's do a link Link's Awakening, but fi- um, Castlevania with the updated graphics, and it's kind of like a platformer. You know, that'd be cool. I would love. They that. have an unofficial one. They have Blood Siege. Have you seen Bloodstained? I heard of it, and I heard of Dead Cells. So, Bloodstained like, is is made by the, the original creator of Castlevania. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I heard that, but. I want Castlevania, cause, and plus, like, it's smart because you're fresh off, you know, Simon Belmont and Richter off the hype of them being there. Like, I was and so the, happy. And the Netflix show. Yeah, and oh, that's wrapped up. Yeah, I saw season two. Um, it's it's just I don't know. 
maybe this can be like a new reborn, like a rebirth for uh, Castlevania, even though like they kind of fucked it up with like the, you know, the 3D like PS2 Yeah, version, I, yeah Lord, you know? I remember that one. Was it like Lord of Shadows or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe it can, they can go back to its roots, especially with the Switch, which can, which can handle the graphics. But yeah, that's just like what I wanted to add. But anything to add, man? I'm gonna wrap this episode up because we've just been ranting. Like, yeah, I, I, I uh, just a shout out to one of our uh, new listeners, my aunt uh, Leslie. Uh, <laughs> thanks for following. Thanks, thanks for being a part of the, of the, uh, of the listening crew. Yeah, seriously. Your aunt listens like she likes the same stuff as us. Like she, uh, she yeah, she, dude, she goes to the movies like all like every. Like, she actually goes more than me. She goes like every week where with her kids. Uh, so uh, and she just she enjoys listening to podcasts. So it's like the perfect balance. Oh, what? Thank you, Keanu's aunt. I wish I had an aunt like you. <laughs> I feel like I'm the me and my brother are like the only nerds in our family. So it's kind of. I'm about to have a wedding this weekend, so my family's gonna be like, "Oh my god, your podcast!" So I'm gonna get a lot of that. Um, guys, I'm going to wrap this episode up for, thank you for tuning in to movie talk. Always appreciate it. Always, you know, I would love to you guys for us to rate us on Apple podcasts. Remember that we're also on Spotify and Stitcher. And most importantly, we're on YouTube. We did promise that we're trying to make this like video, uh, a movie talk video, but it's kind of like a work in progress and <laughs> we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. Yeah. So it's more immersive, but thank you for people like mainly movie talk has been a seller on audio and I want to thank you guys so much, but remember episodes every Monday kind of been slacking on the timing, but at least it's still early in the week for you guys to like really catch up and you know, get to listen to this, but I am going back to school. I do want to tell you guys that. Um, so it's a, it's, it's a while from now, but like, just a heads up, like, you know, episodes will be dropped, like, you know, sporadically, but at least you'll get it within that week. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next time.